With the rise of marketing around the virtues of doing a paid launch, which I'll explain what that is in this episode, (laughs) you may be wondering, are free launches dead? Well, I'm going to tell you. Stay tuned. I'm Jess. After launching dozens of courses and generating multiple six figures in revenue online, I have learned the right and wrong way to launch an online course. And in the last two years, I have helped my friends and clients generate more revenue with less stress using my aligned launch formula. On this podcast, I'm sharing with you my simple strategies and systems so you can make more money online and make a bigger impact on the world. Keep listening for the Launch Fix Podcast. Hey there, and welcome back to the Launch Fix Podcast. Jess here, and today I am doing a little bit of myth-busting around the launching world. You have likely seen ads and posts around touting the virtues of the paid launch. And so what I mean by this is like having a paid workshop at the front end of your launch or a paid boot camp or some kind of paid opportunity going into your launch. And you may be wondering, are free on the front end launches dead? So I decided to test it. Let's see. So paid launches typically come from something like a paid workshop or a paid challenge, which is often called like a boot camp, where your audience is paying money to partake in your launch. And this is not something new. This is something that people have been doing for ages, but it's something that people are really capitalizing on right now in the launching industry. I have seen so many trends come and go, and it seems in this season, really talking about the value of paid launches seems to be the hottest new trend, right? People are saying that webinars are dead or five-day challenges are dead, and now you need paid launches in order to get people to buy your programs. And I get it, right? I totally get the logic of it, and that's something I want to talk about in today's episode. But I wanted to see if the free launch is actually dead. Is it true that people don't buy from a free launch anymore? And I think the whole thinking around this is that the market is more sophisticated, right? I was going to say they're tired, which is also true, but I think they're more sophisticated, right? Depending on your industry, your audience is probably pretty hip to the free webinar thing, right? They know that they're going to get a little bit of value with a sales pitch at the end. And there are definitely some markets that are less responsive to these kinds of tactics, like a free webinar or a free challenge. But that doesn't necessarily mean that a paid launch is going to do you any better in my opinion. So in today's episode, I'm really going to break down what a paid launch is. We're going to talk about if they are effective and how to tell if they'll work for you and then answer the question, are free launches dead? So let's dig right in. So like I was saying, a paid launch is oftentimes a workshop, a mini series, etc. some kind of paid opportunity where people pay money to get into your launch mechanism. On the upside, these tend to be very value forward, right? It's where people pay a low ticket amount of money, typically under $100, typically even way less than that, 
to be given some measure of value with also having a pitch at the end. This is something that I think some people feel a little bit sketchy about, right? Because if people are paying into your launch, they think that it should be a no pitch paid opportunity. But in a paid launch, the pitch is kind of the point, right? Like that is part of launching your program is setting up for a sale on the back end. Now, of course, there are some people who teach the specific strategy called mini workshop magic, which the company is um, wake up to freedom. I have taken their program. They teach to have a very value forward workshop that is paid and not pitch on the workshop, but pitch after the workshop via email. So there are ways to kind of give value and not directly have a pitch, but a lot of times your paid launch does still have some kind of pitch attached. So if you're somebody who is like pitch averse or is afraid to launch or sell to their audience, this can be a little bit softer of a launch mechanism because also the people who are in it are people who have paid to be there, right? There's a little bit more skin at the game. There are people who have qualified them as buy or qualified themselves as buyers into whatever you have to offer, right? And so I do like these low ticket paid opportunities in general, right? In my business, I call them an audience qualifier. There's something that qualifies your audience as a buyer and also as somebody who has the problem that you solve. And so by giving people an opportunity to qualify themselves, you're giving people a chance to say, hey, I have this problem and it's a big enough problem that I'm gonna pay you 39, 29, 17, whatever dollars to get some help on it. And that makes them inherently a better lead for your higher ticket program. So I think this strategy in general is an effective strategy. Now, whether it completely negates the whole free launch, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. So you may be wondering, okay, is it effective? And I definitely think that having a low ticket value forward qualifier activity is an effective way to grow your audience. It's an effective way to qualify your audience and to really see who your warmest people are or who the people are who are most likely to buy. And I actually tested this side by side in a prior launch where this is not exactly the strategy, but I did a free challenge with a paid upgrade on the back end. So once they opted into the challenge, they had an opportunity to become a VIP, which had some perks like a live call and Q&A. And so when I did that, I had a 6% conversion of people who opted into the challenge upgrade to the VIP. And then of that 6%, it was about 75 people. Those 75 people, I saw a 65% conversion rate into the program. So rather than just the free people who opted in, that converted at 11%, which is no slouch. That's a great conversion rate in itself. But of the 75, 76 people who bought the VIP upgrade, 65% of those people bought into the program. So that is a much bigger jump. And what I really loved about this example is it really pits a free launch against a paid launch, right? Because 6% of the people went through a paid launch. They paid money to be pitched to. And at the end of the day, the launch was exactly the same, right? They went through the exact same five-day challenge. The only difference was they had an opportunity to have a Q&A with me at the end. And so it's not like they were given different information. They just had a little bit more of a touch point. And so the conversion rate that I saw went from 11% with people who didn't buy in to 65% 
for the people who did buy in. And it wasn't a high ticket buy in. It was $29, which was about 10% of the purchase price of the program. And I thought that that was really interesting. I definitely can see the value in bringing in an audience qualifier or a paid aspect to your launch. But again, my free leads or my free launch people, the people who did not pay to get the VIP, still converted at 11%. So I wouldn't say that like, especially in that specific instance, that the free part of the launch didn't convert well, right? I wouldn't say that in that instance that the free launch was negated. And so I tested this again with a slightly different approach. I did a two-step launch with the mini workshop magic program that I bought from Wake Up to Freedom. And then I had a sales webinar shortly thereafter, like the next day. So I did a week of live workshops where I did three workshops within one week and that converted great. I had over 70 people buy into the workshop while I was promoting it. It was $17. Um, That converted really great. But then I did the free sales mechanism, a free webinar immediately after to that audience. And it didn't convert as well. It didn't convert very well at all. In fact, I think I had three sales total from the 70 people who went through that process. And so I don't know specifically why, right? I feel like a lot of marketing and looking at the data is a guess, but my guess would be that the people who went through the paid workshop felt like they got enough value, right? And this is a mistake that I see a lot of people make with five-day challenges, actually, is people fill their people up in a five-day challenge full of value, full of content, full of information, and people walk away from that feeling like, okay, I got it. I got the plan. I got the strategy. I got what I needed, and I'm ready to go do it myself. And unfortunately, that is not very effective when it's going into a launch, right? And you, as the expert, know that they could not get the results that they want from five days of free value, right? We know that to be true, but they feel like they got what they needed, so they didn't need to pay the purchase price. And that's exactly what I think happened in this case by doing the free workshop, which had no pitch and was completely value forward. Like it was basically an entire module out of the program for the workshop people. And they did not convert into the program because they probably felt like they got enough value from that. And so of course, there's some ways to tweak that, more strategic ways to really position it so that it's creating more of a gap. But following the strategy that I purchased in that program, Um, I had people not convert on the back end. And I thought that that was really interesting. And so in a paid launch mechanism, I think that there is this inherent expectation that you are going to give more value than a free launch. And that can be a slippery slope. By giving more information in the launch, you may end up having people think, well, I got this and not end up buying the program. And of course, when you understand sales psychology and how to really speak to the gaps and create a gap for where your program fits in, you can start to eliminate that. But at the end of the day, people who pay for something are expecting some kind of complete solution, right? They are expecting that to be the answer. They're not necessarily expecting to be sold into the next thing. 
So sure, while they're qualifying themselves as buyers, they're not going into it with the expectation that they need to buy something else, right? I mean, can you imagine this, like going into Lowe's and you're like, okay, cool, I'm going to buy this drill. They're having a really great deal on drills. I need a drill. I'm going to buy this drill. And then you like go to checkout and they're like, okay, we're going to sell you this drill, but we also are going to sell you this other thing. And you're like, no, I, I just need the drill. Like, I don't need the complete drill system. I don't need the complete system of all the tools. Like, thanks for the upsell, but I'm good. I'm just going to take the drill. And I think that this is what happens when people have a paid mechanism like this, is they think like, no, I came for this and I'm good. They don't necessarily come for this and then realize like, oh yeah, you know what? I totally could use a reciprocating saw. I do need that in addition to my drill, right? Like people are there to get what they needed from it, right? Not necessarily to be sold into the next thing. So I think in that positioning of it, where you lead with the paid opportunity, it's less compelling for people to convert. And I think that that's really an interesting thing to look at here, right? And so you may be wondering, okay, Jess, you just said two very conflicting things. You said on one hand, buyers converted at 65%, which was better, versus it didn't convert, right? And I want to say that that's exactly the point, right? Does a paid launch convert better than a free launch? That's ultimately the question here. And the answer is 100%. It depends. It depends, right? Buyers do tend to convert at a higher rate than free leads, right? And I want to say, like, when I say free leads, I don't mean people that you didn't pay, like, Facebook ads to get, but like people who are not paying into your launch, right? People, if you put it apples to apples, people who opted in for free versus people who opted in for a paid opportunity, the paid people, when apples to apples, tend to convert better. But it depends on how you position it, right? I saw that increased conversion rate because the people who paid were there for the challenge. They were there for the launch and they upgraded into an additional opportunity. And I've seen this done in a lot of different online marketers' businesses. Like I know for one, Catherine Zankina, who's currently launching her Manifestation Babe Academy, she offers an upsell where they can get hypnosises or hypnosises or however you say that word, and, and meditations that accompany the challenge. And so it's an, it's a value add to upgrade. And I would be very interested to ask her if she sees a higher conversion rate in the people who buy the meditations than the people who don't, right? That would be an example of this, where there's a value add, but people are still opting into the free opportunity, but there is a paid opportunity on the back end that's a value add. That is very different than having like a paid workshop where people go into it with the expectation that they're going to get what they need. And then you're coming at them, selling them the full tool set. And they're like, but I really just needed the drill here. So I think it really does depend, but you need to make it clear that this is a launch mechanism for something else. This paid thing is not a complete solution, and that gets really tricky, right? Because when people pay for something, they expect it to solve a problem, and so if you're not giving people the solution to a problem, then maybe they're going to walk away feeling like, well, she didn't even deliver on this. Why would I trust her to deliver on the paid program, right? And so it becomes a battle of expectations. What are they expecting coming into it? And are they expecting to be offered something else 
on the back end of it. So if you want to test this, be sure to structure the content in a way that still leaves a gap like in a launch. It still leaves them with this unanswered question that your program then answers for them because that's what creates that demand for your offer. And most importantly, as you know, my like biggest motto in business is test it. I cannot tell you if this is going to work for you, but if you are struggling with the launching that you're doing currently and you want to try something new, test it, right? And there's a few different things you can test. You can test a free launch with a paid upgrade, which I've had more success with. You can test a paid launch on the front end with like a workshop and then an upsell into your program. There's all different ways that you can test this and see what works for your audience. This is incredibly audience dependent, right? Because so many people who are savvy to launching and marketing, like people in the business space, if you're in a B2B business, they get the rub, right? They don't tend to opt into free opportunities. As a business owner making multiple six figures, I don't really register for free challenges. I don't, I like, I get it, right? Like I get that you're going to give me a little bit of information and pitch to me. I don't need the free challenge to buy something necessarily. And so I don't like waste my time on them typically, but I will pay to be in somebody's energy for like a workshop. For example, Mariah Cause recently did a fearless CEO virtual retreat that was like a full day of trainings. And it was a paid thing. It wasn't a lot. I think it was $22, but it was very value forward. And it was a launch mechanism for her higher ticket program. But like it was still very value forward. And the discrepancy between the 22 and like 20,000 or whatever was quite a difference, right? And so in that case, I will, I am more likely to buy into something like that. That is a lower ticket, but I know that I'm going to get really good value from it. So it really depends on your buyers is what I'm saying. Will a stay-at-home mom who's interested in learning about decluttering, are they more likely to opt into a free challenge or are they more likely to pay for something paid, right? And then what's the expectation that they're going to have going into that? For a stay-at-home mom, $10 might be a decent amount of money where she thinks that she's going to get an entire solution, right? So you just really need to know your audience and really see what, um, what they respond to and see the expectations that they're creating around these various things. So test it is by far the biggest answer try it, try something new, keep track of the data like I did and test it and see what works. So to answer the question that I posed at the beginning of this podcast, are free launches dead? I am going to say no, I don't think they are. I am still seeing average or above average conversion rates on free launches. And like I said, what I mean by a free launch is something that people can opt into without paying. So like a webinar or a challenge or a three-part workshop, whatever you want to call them, something where they get to get this value for free. I still see those converting at average, which industry average is between two to three. My personal average is on the low end, three to five, on the high end, upwards of 10%. And so, and that's a personal thing. I It's something that I've maintained, like my conversion rates tend to be higher than industry average, but it's all about what's average for you, right? What do your launches tend to convert at? And then increasing your own average. And so I'm still seeing 
average or above average conversion rates on free launches. But I know my audience and my message is really dialed in and that's why I tend to get higher conversion rates, right? And so when you're coming through to this, really keep that in mind. Another thing that I want to bring up is keep costs per lead in mind. If you're running Facebook ads or if you're running any kind of advertising, driving traffic into your funnel, it's a good idea to keep in mind the cost per lead. Cost per lead for free opt-ins is always going to be less than the cost per lead for a paid opt-in. When I was running ads directly into the $17 workshop that I did, I was getting like $70 leads. Like it was physically painful to spend $70 to get somebody to pay me 17. Granted, like well, no, I was going to say, well, granted, maybe they're going to convert at a higher rate, but they didn't. So that was not an effective use of my money. But I can pay 7 to $9 right now for a lead into a free opportunity and spend way less per lead with a lower conversion rate and still have a higher return on my ad spend than paying more money for a paid lead. Paid people pay or let me gather my words on this one. Running paid ads to a paid opportunity is always going to convert less and it's always going to cost more. So if you don't have the stomach for 2x lead costs of your actual opportunity, like if you're running leads for a $17 thing and it costing you $30 per lead, then I don't recommend running ads to that, right? I think there takes a very special kind of person to throw $30 to get 17 back. But it is what it is, and it's where you at where you are at at your business. So if you are running Facebook ads, keep in mind that free opt-ins are still way cheaper than paid opt-ins. And so your cost per lead is going to be lower into a free opportunity. Now, of course, you have the opportunity to catch them with a tripwire, like with that VIP upgrade or some kind of value add to recoup your ad spend cost and get a little bit of money back for that. So that's always an option as well. All right. I think that that wraps up what I wanted to say. So my answer is no, free launches are not dead. And should you try a paid launch opportunity, test it with your audience. If you want to try something new, I am always down for people trying new things in their business. So if you have any questions, let me know on Instagram. I love when you guys comment or send me screenshots and share the, your biggest takeaways. So go ahead and do that over there. And as always, I will see you next week in my next episode. Have a good one.